Good morning, lovely people. It is Tuesday, March 7th. It's here, the WAC Tournament. On Saturday, one of 12 will be crowned the WAC Tournament champion and will earn the WAC auto bid to the big dance. The Lopes begin their tournament as the five seed with a matchup against 12th seeded UT Arlington. In order for the Lopes to win the WAC, not only will they have to avoid a split, but they will also have to win a total of four games in the coming week. Are the boys up for the task? And will they be included in the NCAA bracket released this Sunday? We are looking forward to the week ahead, one of the most exciting weeks in college basketball. We are so thankful you are tuning in as a new episode of Win the Whack 2.0 starts now. Big bucket by McMillan for three. Dishes out the blaster for three. Good! Harrison, up high, put back by the corner. Push back up, Harrison quickly to the block and blocks baseline. Barrel, no doubt about it. Oh, Barry, you bounced out of your seat on that. I never thought you with a big right hand. Give a loaf a three-point advantage. I actually really like John Morant, but he's making it really hard for me to like him. <laughs> right. Like, no, I, that's how I feel this whole season. He was a Murray State racer. He got him a first round upset. He was really cool in college. I liked that a mid-major guy was getting picked number two, right? He was he was a guy who immediately coming into the NBA, I was like, this guy's cool. I like John Morant. I, I'm going to be a fan of John Morant, right? He has made it so hard to like him this year. Right. The the year where they were the eight seed, I think it was two years ago. They were the eight seed. They made the playoffs. It was really cool that he took them to the playoffs and like the Warriors beat him in five, which like is no surprise because that like the team is awesome. But like, or no, the, the Jazz, the Jazz beat him in five. That was the year the Suns went to the finals. But like, he's cool. Like, I like him a lot. He has been so insufferable this year. He's fine in the try, West, though, dude. Come I on. Try, so that's all started with that, right? It started with I'm fine in the West, which is like, it's like, okay, obviously you're not, right? Like, you're fine in the West, right? You're fine in the West, and then the Mavericks get Kyrie, and then the Suns get Kevin Durant, and then Brandon Clark tears his ACL, and then Desmond Bain, like, gets suspended, and then, like... All with Metro Boomin, superhero right? playing so like, in the background. <laughs> yeah, so, like, he's fine in the West. Like, so there was that thing and that backlash, like, okay. And then within the last, like, seriously, last week, there have been, like, three different horrific stories coming out it's like just all terrible there's the thing of him like assaulting a minor did not in like hear a about that game one, or whatever bro. i saw he, the like, thing so that he was first... at a pickup game but i didn't hear the assault thing he like he basically was like getting he like got into it with a 17 year old like playing pickup basketball and like Gosh, basically bro. like and apparently he claims like the the kid like threatened to like shoot up the block or his family or whatever and it's like, I don't know, it was like this whole thing, and everyone's like, all right, like, John Morant, maybe you shouldn't be playing pickup all with 17-year-olds then, right? He was um, probably at a private school. <laughs> yeah, so that, <laughs> yeah. so that was the first thing. Um, and then followed by the, the next thing, which is him, like, just waving a gun around on Instagram Live, yep, that's which, awesome. like, yesterday, which is not the move, right? <laughs> and then the newest report coming out, which is they were actually on a road trip, and there's rumors that he took the gun with him like on the road, which well, that's like, rumors. is that's its own rumors. thing. Well, it's, it is, but now he's actually suspended um, yeah. by the team while they investigate. 
for what was originally two games and now is an indefinite amount of time. The coach has just come out and said he'll be away for however long it takes to like get his personal matters together or something like that. Um, and this, this paired with, like we said, um, Brandon Clark tearing his ACL and missing the season, which is unfortunate because I do also kind of like him. I love Brandon um, Clark. He's one of your Gonzaga guys. Yeah. Zag. Um, so that's tough. And then uh, there's another, they have a dude. Oh, who's the dude? Uh, Dylan Brooks. who's like a bozo. Found <laughs> by, um, by Shannon Sharp. I also hate Shannon Sharp. So me too. I was going to say those guys both suck. And so seeing them like clown each other or whatever. But Although like, yeah. Shannon Sharp had a really awesome apology about it. So. I yeah, but props, I, I also think Dylan Shannon. Brooks is kind of a bozo. He so, is. Like, He's like Grayson Allen, but not Grayson Allen. Not from Duke. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about Grayson Allen is like, he's just kind of boring like on the court he's like kind of a menace and he's like oh he's a dirty player whatever but then like off the court he's just like he's just like the most boring dude so you got guys like like patrick beverly who are like just as obnoxious off the court right draymond green dylan brooks like you have those guys you know what i mean so like grayson allen to me is like yeah like he's like all right like he's kind of a dirty player people don't like him but then like off the court he's just like boring and like, I feel like if you're going to be that kind of guy, you have to like, you have to also have that personality that like Beverly and like Draymond have. But yeah, it's not looking good. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the Grizzlies are not fine in the West. <laughs> Things are not looking great for John and the boys, but I, I do, I do love John Morant. I wish that he would close his mouth <laughs> like, and I don't mean this to be like the shut up and dribble thing and it like for the, for his own good he needs to stop saying things. It's gonna be Please. fine in the. It's gonna be fine in the Western Tennessee. He's not fine in the West. <laughs> yeah, I saw. So you know the the meme of like this player is good enough to make it out of the hood. Uh, it's like John Moran's gonna be the first player in NBA history to like make it out of the NBA. He's gonna make it into the hood. Man, <laughs> no, it's tough. I like Jaw, but like, man, that is not. Things are not looking good for for Jaw. Dude, he's um, not fine in the West. He is not fine in the West. You know what my favorite NBA meme is right now? <laughs> the what? Patrick Beverly throwing his jersey into the <laughs> into the crowd. Was that when when they won the, the, the play-in like, game last year the against playoffs? the Clips? Yeah, and it was like they, they celebrated like they won the finals. Yeah, and Patrick Beverly rips his jersey off and throws it into the crowd, and he's like crying. I thought like I'm definitely a certified Pat Bev hater, but I, kind of I didn't like all the. He is. I didn't like all the criticism the Timberwolves got for that. Like, I, I think like they should be happy. You know, like let them be happy. They made the playoffs. Like they've been bad for a long time. They won a big game. You know, in front of the. Like, I get it. I against get it. But, like, the Clippers who were injured like, and like let them be happy. They made the playoffs. Come on, let them enjoy something. They're never gonna. No, this is like this is the thing. This is the thing that's stupid about the NBA is like there's this thing of like no one's ever allowed to like celebrate anything that isn't the championship right but then if you win the championship you're also not allowed to celebrate so it's like why don't we just let people enjoy winning stuff hey zach do you want to start with yeah. some questionable scenarios yeah let's do it all righty here we go pick one you are hired on last minute to join the team in vegas as a paid grad <laughs> assistant you are placed in your own hotel room with a king size bed, I just added that detail, and you get full room service paid for. GCU wins the WAC tournament championship, makes the big dance as a 14 seed, 
upsets its way into a Sweet 16 appearance. You also get team gear and will receive a WAC championship ring for being on staff. Or the Suns win this year's finals. Listen to me. Listen. I I actually like this trend, and I, I, I this might be... Like, I don't know how many more episodes we're doing this season, but, like, I do want you to continue one-upping yourself here because I... There is nothing that I will take. Like, seriously, I challenge you to find something that I will take over the Suns winning the finals. This is not even a question for me. Not... I took the Suns going to the finals over the Lopes, like, making consecutive Elite Eights. Like, exactly. I, I want the Suns to win the national... Like, to win the finals so badly. And I think I think it comes from, like, genuine, like, the trauma of my childhood and, like, the hatred that exists on the internet and, like, the constant just conflict. And I think, like, all of the Twitter arguments and just years of hating the Spurs and like hating the Lakers and hating like Tony Parker and Kobe and now like Luca and like Giannis, like all of that is like just completely absolved with one finals. And I feel like I can just like take a deep breath and like process my trauma and move on with my life. And that will never happen until the Suns will win. So I, I really challenge you to find something that I would rather have more than a Suns title, but I want the Suns title so I'm literally wearing his Sean Marion jersey right now. Please give me a Suns title more than anything. It's gonna really suck when the Celtics beat the Suns in the finals. I that's not gonna happen. And you gotta face the music. The Celtics Objectively, just, the Celtics did just lose in second overtime to the Knicks. The Celtics are not going to get past the Bucks, but but I, I do see them giving us a hard time. Jason Tatum is crazy. That man is crazy. He's the best, bro. And they're really deep. They're really deep. They are. I'm they telling are a lot you, man, of guys. It's gonna fe- yeah. be a Phoenix versus Celtics finals. That's my prediction. We'll see it. I and I don't even. I also don't think we're the favorites out west. Like I, I guess, like I don't know. We'll see. Alrighty. Well. Yeah. I just I I can't believe yeah. you would turn down experiencing the whack tournament, winning it on the sideline as a paid coach, and getting a championship ring, and winning two games as a coach in the NCAA tournament. You wouldn't take that over the Suns winning one finals. You are just I'm I'm, I'm visualizing I'm I'm the quitting parade. right now. I'm quitting. I'm visualizing right now. the parade down Jefferson Street downtown. Yeah, and it's 116 and degrees. Yep, it's 125. <laughs> and I'm wearing a white t-shirt and a jersey over it, dripping in sweat, feeling nothing but sheer ecstasy and dehydration. And nothing like nothing will top that. And you're literally yeah. miles away from the team because there's so many people there. Yeah. I will say this about Phoenix sports, or I guess Arizona sports in general. The Suns are the only team that everybody in Arizona cares about. Yeah. It's actually yes. pretty cool, but yes. They are the team. And it's so it's like, like, well, yeah. With the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks, like if they're good, people will go. Yeah. But like nobody actually most... cares though. Yeah, most real Arizona sports fans, like they're diehard Suns fans and like the Diamondbacks and Cardinals, they'll be like, whatever. I'm probably a bigger Diamondbacks fan than a lot of other Arizona. Like I care about the Diamondbacks a lot. Yeah, you do. But like, I don't know that I like, I guess like maybe it's because they won it in in my lifetime already. Mm -hmm. And like, I just don't have the attachment there of like going to literally every game. Like I went, I have gone seriously. I have gone to every playoff game. I have been to at least one game in every Suns playoff series since my birth. 
Think about how crazy that is. That's pretty cool. So I, you've been to like four games. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm wow. Kidding. No, they were we, really we good like, when you were young. Every year, like every year of my childhood, we were really good. Yeah. Like we were like a Spurs top three did. team in the West for like seven years. Yeah. Well, no, and it was like the Spurs, but for a while it was like it was like the, the Lakers Spurs was really good, whatever. Um, but then what really got us is the year that like there was the, like ref cheating scandal where we lost to the Spurs when like the refs were like literally rigging the games and like that was our best team. And like that was the year. Genuinely, that's the year I think like we like we were the best team and we should have won it. And like Stoudemire got suspended for like a bogus nonsense. It was like just so ridiculous that we lost that series. That was the that was the year. I I told my nephew. I actually had this conversation with my nephew the other day. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Do you think we're gonna win the finals this year?" And I said, "My nephew Lincoln." I said, "Lincoln, no, I don't." He's like, "What? We've come to rain. I was like, "Listen, Lincoln, I got to watch Tim Donahue rip that finals away from the Suns, and since then." I will like I will never believe in the Suns to win a finals until they are up four games. Like until they have <laughs> won four games in the finals. And even then, I'll be skeptical. You'll be skeptical that they just won the finals. That they won. Yes. Yeah. Until <laughs> I see until I see the picture of Devin Booker kissing the trophy, I will be skeptical. Until I see like the 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 meme, you know the meme of like when the Raptors won and there was like the, uh, our, our GCU boy, oh, I'm forgetting his name. The guy photoshopped the picture of like Drake and the trophy and he used it. Oh yeah. Bryce Wheeler. Was that it? Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. Like until I see that picture, but with Devin Booker, right. I, I will, I will not believe it. And I, I, I can't, I can't believe that two years ago, I let myself believe right. That we were going to do it. And we went to that game. All of us went to that game. We were at game two that we won to go up to in the finals and I allowed myself to have the smallest sliver of like, oh my God, we're going to do it. Like we're going to do <laughs> Never it. Never again. <laughs> you let your guard And then down. we lost four in a row, right? And just got embarrassed for four straight games. And I, I will never, I will never, ever again believe the Suns are going to win until they have won four games in the NBA finals. They can be a 3-0. The Suns going to blow like, a 3-0 series. They can be a 3-0. And I will, I, I, I will pound the other team to win the series in seven. I will bet plus 30,000 odds that the other team will win the series first reverse sweep ever. Like I'm telling you this, this state is cursed. This state is cursed and I will not believe it until it happens. But yeah, I would take, I would take a Suns finals over, over like just about seriously, just about anything. All righty. It would objectively be the best, like the happiest day of my life. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, if the Celtics win this year, I don't know if I'm ever going to see you again, but (laughs) Dude, if, if the Celtics win this year, it's fine because I don't mind the Celtics. But if the Celtics beat the Suns this year, like I'm not talking to you for that's summer. that's what I mean. That's I'm not I'm talking to you until August. Like I need a month and a half to process. I will not be talking to you until August. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less, man. Hey, Zach, do you know what time it is? Ooh, is it trivia time? It's trivia time. That's pretty good. All right. Hey, that's the first like hey. good reaction I've gotten out of you. I like that one. Um, this is pretty. I was pretty goofy. Um, <laughs> you want me to go first? Sure. I'm five and nine on the season. You are eight and six. This has been abysmal. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think it's time that I finally get one. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, hit yeah. me up. I think. I think. Well, I don't know. So I, we'll see. We're playing a uh, UT Arlington. Yeah, that team. I'm looking at the women's bracket. <laughs> I've been looking at this and I saw like GPU three seed first round by and I thought like 
Mm, that's not true. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, we got a lot of Wimmers points for sweeping that road series. <laughs> um, we're playing UT Arlington on Tuesday in the first round. When is the last time UT Arlington won a conference tournament game? I was hoping you were going to stop it. Won a conference tournament. Oh, is that yeah. the same year? No, oh, it's not. Dang it. We because we mentioned that they made the NCAA tournament, right? We yes, talked about that. Yes, we episode. did talk about that. That was in like oh eight or something. Yes, something like that. I don't know. They Correct. have won a tournament game, which I would hope more recently than that. Okay, so their most recent tournament game win. They were in the Southland, correct? Before here? They were in the Sun Belt. They were in the Sun Belt. Oh, yes, you're correct. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, I have no idea, so I'm just going to guess. 2018. In 2018, they were a pretty good team. They did win two games in the conference tournament, and then they lost in the final to Georgia State, who is who is notoriously good. But they did also win a game in 2019, which Shoot. is their most recent win. So it's 2019. They beat Georgia Southern and then again lost to Georgia State in the championship. Gotcha. 2020, right no before tournament. COVID ruined everything, they did actually manage to lose um, to Coastal Carolina oh. in the first round of the Sun Belt. Okay. In 2021, they also managed to lose in the first round to Troy. And in 2022, they managed to lose in the first round to Louisiana by three. Yep. Uh, and then in 2023, they play us. And they're they seven managed point, to lose in the first round. They're seven point dogs. So, yeah, that moves me to five and ten, bro. This is a slide of catastrophic proportions. I was just looking at um, some notes from a few weeks ago. I was five and three at one point. Yeah. No. I've I've lost seven weeks straight. Jeez. This is bad. This is really bad. Yeah. Alrighty. My question is actually extremely similar to yours. Oh, okay. Well, good. GCU's first round opponent is UT Arlington, a team that has only made it to the big dance once in the history of their program. Yeah. Beating Northwestern State in the conference championship in 2008. Yep. This question is twofold. What conference did they play in and what seed were they in that conference tournament? Oh, what's he really in the conference tournament? Yep. Whoa. Okay. If you if you that don't was... get that, if you don't get that, but you can tell me what the uh, what their seed was in the big dance, then I I might consider giving you. Okay. So that was the Southland. Um, Southland conference, correct? But, dude, oh my gosh, I have no idea. Okay, I'm gonna guess. I don't know. Were they the three seed? They were the seven seed. Jeez. They were the seven seed. So given that, can I guess their their actual seed? No. (laughs) No. I would guess they were a 16 if there's a seven seed. That would be correct. And actually, Zach, they are undefeated in the big dance. What? Yep. What? What do you mean? So they played against one seeded Memphis. Uh Uh-huh. Memphis kicked their butts, but that's that win was vacated. So <laughs> UT Arlington <laughs> technically did not lose that game. <laughs> so congrats, UT Arlington. Undefeated in the NCAA tournament. John Calipari was the head coach of that Memphis team. Do you know who the dude was for that team? No, do you know I who do the not. Dog was that put these guys in the dirt. Who was the dog? Derek Rose. Are you serious? 
Yeah, let's go on that Memphis. Put 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 these guys in the dirt. Derrick Rose used to be my favorite player in the NBA until he busted his ACL. Dude, I like Derrick Rose, man. Until he blew his kneecap off. Yeah, poor guy. That was tough. Yo, let's let's hit up some wackatology, man. Wackatology. I'm really excited for this episode, guys. Just take it away, Zach. Do you do you want to start with wackatology, or do you want me to preview UT Arlington really quick? Preview UT Arlington, then we'll look at the bracket. Sounds good. UT Arlington's last matchup with GCU. GCU was down two at the half, if you don't recall, and trailed by as many as 10 points in the first half. Yep. That was agony. And then the Lopes went on to finish the game 14 of 26 from three and 58.3% from the field and won 80 to 48. GCU also held back the eventual whack freshman of the year to zero points on 0 from 4 from the field. Kobe Knox should have been whack freshman of the year. <laughs> so what did Knox do in that game? I don't I, I didn't even look four for four from the field. Did he? Yep. Kobe Knox but, should have been whack freshman of the year. Anyways, right. Noah Bauman led the Lopes with 19 points on seven for eleven from the field and four for seven from three. UT yeah, Arlington's this Noah Bauman game. Right. Their overall record is 11 and 20. They have a couple of notable non-conference wins, a neutral court game against Ken Palm 174 Northern Kentucky and at 100 San Francisco. Their conference record is 6 and 12. They have conference wins at New Mexico State versus UTRGV versus Ken Palm 69 Sam Houston State, very notable at UTRGV, at Stephen F. Austin, and versus Utah Tech in overtime. They are 1-3 on neutral sites. They score 66.3 points per game on 41.3 from the field and 32.7% from three. They get 36.1 rebounds per game, 33% of which are offensive boards. Their best Ken Palm component They are 17th in the nation enforcing non-steal turnovers, but adversely their worst Ken Palm component, they are 361st in the nation in giving away non-steal turnovers. A key player to keep keep your eye on is Shamar Wilson. He's a 6'9", 215-pound sophomore forward. He's averaging 10.9 points per game on 54.9% from the field and 50% from three. He's also averaging 7.8 rebounds per game. You said GCU is seven-point favorites, correct? Yeah. Jamar Wilson, a guy we should be pretty familiar with, high school teammate of Javon Blackshear at Tolleson High School in Arizona. Yep. Um, he's, He's good. Um. We, we know that he's good. Uh, this is, like we said, this is a team that turns the ball over a whole bunch. Turned it over 16 times last time we played them. Um, we turned the ball over a lot, too. The, this team has had some good performances. UT Arlington, I, I think, is a team that has, granted, a very, very low floor. They can look really bad, but their ceiling is a lot higher than what you may expect from the traditional last-place whack team. They have shown flashes of brilliance. They have a win at Stephen F. Austin, which was really impressive. They have a double-digit win at home against Sam Houston, which is really impressive. They have a win at San Francisco, which is currently number 100 in the country. Really impressive. This is not a free game for GCU. This is not like a... No. This is not a tune-up for Seattle. 
we need to take this game seriously. I agree. And I think if GCU goes into it just expecting to win, then they're going to get embarrassed probably. Yeah. You got us at seven-point favorites, correct? That's what Ken Palm has us, seven-point favorites. How are you feeling about that that one? I like us covering seven. I think that's pretty good. Okay. The rest of Wackatology. Yeah, here we go. Let's go. um, Starting off the bracket, you have uh, one-seed Sam Houston with a first-round bye, two-seed Utah Valley with a first-round bye, Three seed Southern Utah with a first round bye, and four seed Seattle U with a first round bye. Um, you have eight teams playing in this first round. The the four winners will meet those four teams with buys in the quarters. Uh, our first game at noon on Tuesday, which I believe is one o'clock my time. Are we in the same time zone? Yes, we are, sir. Well, okay, as, Vegas, Vegas, as is Vegas, on... Vegas might no. be a different. So time this zone. is the thing. I... Vegas is on Pacific time. So yeah, it's actually right. 3 p.m. for us. Oh, thank you. Because I was just dude. there. I was just in Nevada last weekend. Okay. So it's 3 p.m. for us. Um, which which maybe will make it a little easier for you. I was I was jumping up and down cheering for joy because I uh obviously am a teacher. I have a six-period prep, so I don't have a class from that two to three hour. So it started at two, and I felt like, gosh, I'm gonna finish my last class teaching these sixth graders US history, and then I'm gonna get to come into the faculty office and watch the lopes play. For my whole six period prep, but, but it's a three now after school, so I'll I'll sit in tutoring and watch it there um, with my tennis team, who's getting ready to go to practice. I'll make them watch it. Um, <laughs> I'll have it on the radio as I'm driving the bus to surprise. Um, but but let's start with the first game: uh, Cal Baptist and Abilene Christian. This is like, I think this is like going to be an awesome game. I really, I really think this is going to be great. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. This is not our traditional year in the WAC. Normally in the WAC, like we said, uh, the brackets are pretty chalk. The high seed wins. Nothing interesting happens. It's very rare. There's an upset. I think we are going to see madness in the WAC bracket this year. All right. And obviously, the 8-9, generally speaking, is usually a pick right? So no surprise there as far as, like, if either team wins, it shouldn't be surprising. Cal Baptist is one-point favorites in this game with a 55% chance of win to ACU's 45% chance. Um, this game is such a pick What do you think will happen here? I got I got Cal Baptist, man. It's, it's closer to Riverside than Abilene Christian is. I uh, And I just, I'm not overly impressed with Abilene Christian. We beat them twice. We split with Cal Baptist. I think Cal Baptist is more capable of showing greatness. So I, I got Cal Baptist in this game. It is worth noting that Abilene Christian did beat Cal Baptist by 16 in Riverside in the one game they played this year. Really? Oh yeah. It was a smackdown. But, I got Cal Baptist, uh, man. In spite of that, I'm with you. I, I'm rocking with Rick Croy and our boy, Gerard Martin, local <laughs> legend. Um, I got Cal Baptist winning this one and moving on to face the one seed, Sam Houston. See, Zach, this is where I really get hung up on the Cal Baptist is the new rival. I honestly wouldn't care if they won the WAC championship. Whereas if New Mexico State were to win. Yeah, you hate your rival. Yeah, absolutely not. I'd be kind of if like if it's not us and it's Cal Baptist, I'd be like, yeah, I kind of like Cal Baptist. I'll cheer for them to win a game, whatever. Um, I have a problem with them being the all my homies hate New Mexico State. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. No, I'm with you there. But there's I mean, like, but that it also like. A good rivalry needs time, and it True. needs the hatred. Right? Well, it has to be fueled by have, bitter losses and hatred. It does have time, but we've kicked their butts traditionally. So, 
but there there isn't the hatred at least on our end even exactly. on their end because really we haven't had any like we've beaten them in the regular season we've never we haven't had i don't know i don't know if we've i don't think we've ever played in vegas um no so so that needs to i think i think for it to be a rivalry that needs to happen i be it does, i don't think it's going to happen this year that would require cbu versus gcu in the final Abilene. No, they'd be in the semifinal. Oh, sorry, but they'd the have semifinal. to beat Abilene and Sam Houston, and we'd have to beat Arlington and Seattle. Switch so like crazier things have happened. It could, but I, I don't see it this year. But yeah, so I think we both have Cal Baptist going on to face the one seed. Looking down at our next game at the bracket, that is uh, the five seeded Grand Canyon University Antelopes. Our Lopes are playing the twelve seed UT Arlington. The winner will place the four seed Seattle. I I'm pretty on board with GCU here. I I don't like like we said right. It's a game Arlington can win. It would it would be really disappointing to me if if we don't win, but uh, I it's not impossible. Arlington has shown some really bright stretches. They've beaten some teams that are, that are good, but I think the Lopes will do it. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, so we got we got Cal Baptist, the eight seed and one seed Sam Houston, and then we got the four seed Seattle and five seed Grand Canyon. Pretty chalk on the top of the bracket. I think the bottom half of the bracket is where things might get crazy. We have what to me is. The most unpredictable game ever. Seven-seeded Tarleton and 10-seeded UTRGV with the winner playing Utah Valley. I simply refuse to guess what's going to happen in this basketball game. What are, what you are your thoughts? Me? I got UTRGV. Okay. All the way. I don't think they're going to run away with it, but I, dude, if I'm picking anybody and putting money on it, which I'm not, UTRGV wins this game. I just Tarleton has been really good at home. We know this. Did they win any road games? I know that they had one surprising win. Was it at home or was it on the road? They beat Sam Houston Tarleton? State. Yeah. They beat Sam Houston State at home, right? No. They only have two road home losses all season, in fact, and one of them is actually to UTRGV. Okay, yeah. So they have a home win against Utah Valley by 19. Tarleton has lost twice to UTRGV, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they most recently one of their two home losses is the UTRGV. They also lost in UTRGV by four in overtime. They've lost by three and four in overtime in their two meetings. The big win that I was thinking of was Utah Valley, not Sam Houston State. Yeah, which is a big win. But that's but you at know home. What they say Connor, Connor, you know what they say. It's hard to beat a team three times. It's hard to beat a team three times. GCU did it to New Mexico State the year they won the WAC. So it's hard to beat a team three times. Yep, that's something we've said pretty consistently, and. I think with with this, I think it's gonna be true. I'm gonna I'm gonna fade you here. I'm rocking Tarleton. I like Tarleton to get it done. I think it'll be cool right. if they win. Okay. But this is like this for sure can be a barn burner. Uh, it was a four point game, or it was a three point game the first time, and then a four point overtime game the second time. I think we're in for another great game. This could and, be an old so, Highland Prep versus Phoenix Christian kind of situation. It could. What's What's really funny though is that that's becoming honestly. That's becoming a really good rivalry because last year Highland Prep was the undefeated number one team in the state and then lost to the eight-seeded Cougars in the quarters, mm-hmm. right? And then this year, right, out for revenge, they lost to the Cougars twice in the regular season, but then Highland got him back in the semis and won. Just so even though even though Highland's one and three against Phoenix Christian all time. The one win is in the state semifinal, so like that's honestly like a really I think that's a good rivalry series now. I really I'm, I'm here for it. I'm Absolutely. here for Highland Prep Phoenix Christian. 
I don't know. I guess it's going either way. I'm going to take Tarleton. You can take RGB. The winner of that game will move on to play Utah Valley, where hopefully we, we have the same pick there. Our last game of the first round is Stephen F. Austin, the sixth seed against the 11 seed Utah Tech. What are your thoughts on this one? I just, I have a lot of faith in Stephen F. Austin. I think they're a good squad. Obviously, they took care of us on their home court. And when they played us here, it, or sorry, played us at GCU, it was a fairly close game and GCU ended up getting it done. I I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in Utah Tech. I, their only really big head turner this season was that huge win against Seattle. But aside from that, they've been pretty mid all season, if not mid, you know, bottom feeder. So I don't know. I got Stephen F. Austin in this one. All right, here's the question. To what extent does the last weekend of conference play actually matter here? Stephen F. Austin's coming off a terrible pair of losses. Obviously, not a terrible set of pair of losses in that they lost to the one in the two seed, but losing at Holman over time to your rival and then losing by more than 40 to Utah Valley, right? Coming off those two horrible losses paired with, like we said, Utah Tech, a massive win over Seattle U, and then obviously losing to us. Do you think that? Do you think that Stephen F. Austin, like, do you think the frustration from that loss is carries over, or you're pretty confident in Stephen F. Austin pulling it out here? Here's what I have to say: GCU scored four, or sorry, thirteen points against Seattle U on Senior Night. Terrible first half. Ended up losing the game by twelve or something, pretty close to the same margin at halftime, and yeah. then they went on to beat one of the best teams in the conference on the road the next day or the next week. So I I just, these kids, they're able to manage these highs and lows of a season. Stephen F. Austin has been a decent squad all year. And I think they're just better than Utah tech regardless of momentum. I just think uh, I don't have a lot of faith in Utah tech. That's the biggest thing. And so I'm going to take Stephen F. Austin. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think this is I think this is a game to keep an eye on. I could see Utah Tech doing it, but I, I am with you. I think Stephen F. Austin's too talented. I think they'll go through, and that'll give us our our quarterfinals, which is yep. Sam Houston versus Cal Baptist, Seattle U versus GCU, uh, Utah Valley versus I have Tarleton. You have RGV, and then Southern Utah versus Stephen F. Austin. Sam Houston versus Cal Baptist, the first game of the quarters. Do you think that what do you think? Is Cal Baptist gonna pull the upset off? Is Sam Houston pretty safe here? What are your thoughts? It's a tough one. I think Sam Houston's pretty safe, regardless of whack refs and their tendency to make Sam Houston struggle. I just I think if if Cal Baptist is gonna win this game, they're gonna have to do it the same way they beat GCU in Riverside, and that's just shoot lights out. I don't really see them matching Sam Houston's intensity when it comes to defense and loose balls and, and and all those kind of intangibles that, you know, really can sway the outcome of a game. Do you realize that Sam Houston, you're going to die when you hear this. Yep. They've won 12 out of their last 13 games. I'm not going to die because I, I pretty much expected that. No, no, they that's have... not why you're going to die. Oh, okay. Their loss is a double digit loss at Arlington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they won twelve out of thirteen and lost by double to the twelve seed. Yeah, yeah, I recall, and that's when I was saying, "Are they dead?" I remember them having no. three conference losses and saying, "Are they dead?" 
And then you were like, no. And I said, no. And then and they, they, won, they won a couple, and then they lost to UT Arlington. I was like, are you sure they're not dead? And you were like, no. And I said, and, no. And then they finished out on a seven-game win streak. Exactly. I, I have. They're not dead. They're very much alive. Sam Houston's going to be in the championship game. That's all I'm going to say. But I don't want to get I, too far ahead. But they're going to win this game. I am, I am pretty... I am pretty confident in Sam Houston here as well. Yeah. I don't like, I don't know. I can see it. I can see this upset happening. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, the whack is sporadic. Any team, realistically, any upset is possible. There's no game in sure. this tournament that I think the lower seeded team can't win. Any upset can happen. Yeah, but absolutely. I think Sam Houston will win. Uh, I'm pretty confident in them as well. They're just so good. I, I think more than anything, I would just hate to see them lose this early. I think I think like they're so talented and it just feels like we're due for Sam Houston, Utah Valley in the final. And I would hate to see them go out here, but I wouldn't be too surprised. Cal Baptist is scrappy. They're explosive. They can put up points in a hurry. Um, and in a game that's officiated in, in the way that sometimes black games are, I could see that giving a, an advantage to a team like Cal Baptist. But sure, this gets us to the game that I can tell right now. If this game happens, Twitter's going to be miserable. Seattle versus GCU. Connor, assuming we beat Arlington, are we going to beat Seattle U? I'm picking the Grand Canyon University Antelopes, dog. Okay. Here's why. It's hard to beat a a team three times in one season. Sure. I, I don't know how I feel about that loss at home. I don't know what to attribute it to other than the fact that maybe it was because it was senior night emotions were high and that just kind of got in the way of performing yourself by playing a garbage team. Yes. We also cursed ourselves by playing park Gilbert yeah. yep. a couple of days before. I think I'm a lot more confident in this game having come out of the end of conference play with winning a series you know, winning two games in a week. Does that make me confident for us being in the championship game? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I do I do feel pretty confident against Seattle U. Me too. I, Even though, and I guess this is like the thing where like realistically we deserve to like get roasted by from this because like Yeah, absolutely we do. From a from a certain perspective, like there is no reason for us to be confident against the team that we're 0-2 against, other than Seattle U just doesn't pass the eye test for me, and I think GC will do it. Um, and and if you want to say, like, well, I'm just a homer, that's fine. Um, that's fine. And and given the GC is 0-2 against Seattle, I completely understand that, and I think call you're me, welcome call to me that. A homer. Think, call me a homer when you Seattle see my U, semifinal pick. Yeah, I think Seattle is going to lose, and I also think I'm with you. Do you think, so we have different teams coming out of that first round Tarleton RGV game, but do you think either of them beat Utah Valley? Like, do you think there's a world where Tarleton or RGV gets it done? Absolutely not. Okay. Utah Valley is one of the three closest teams to this game. They're going to travel well, their fan or their fan base anyways. And when it comes down to it, they'll be coming off of zero games that week, which unless you're apparently a GCU team, um, that's a good thing. Because uh, they won't be scheduling any games against NAIA teams before this, I promise. But yeah. <clears throat> Utah Valley is just really good. I I don't see them losing this game. When we get into the semifinal, yeah. I could possibly see them losing, but I don't see them losing to either RGV or Tarleton. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. So we have Sam Houston versus GCU, the one versus the five. And then we have two-seeded Utah Valley moving on. The last game of the quarters is three-seeded Southern Utah against six-seeded Stephen F. Austin. What do you think? That's a really interesting one. I know that Southern Utah is the better team. I think Stephen F. Austin has some really solid scorers. It's going to be dependent upon how Southern Utah shoots the ball. If they have a similar situation to where they're shooting the ball really well um, early the way they did against GCU, I don't know that Stephen F. Austin can overcome that. But at the same time, I do know that Stephen F. Austin is really solid defensively when it comes to forcing turnovers, and that could bode really poorly for Southern Utah. But yeah. if I were putting my money on it, which I'm not, I'm taking Southern Utah. Okay. I'm going to take Stephen F. Austin in this game. Solely just for the purpose of, I think, I think Stephen F. Austin is actually more talented. And I know that that might be kind of surprising. The thing I think is different here is I think Southern Utah is more consistent. Okay. I think Southern Utah is more like GCU in that they, they play at a certain level, which generally speaking, like is pretty constant and it doesn't allow for them to lose bad games. Like if you look at their rack resume, for the most part, they don't really do bad losses. They lost to Utah tech, but again, it's a road game. They lost at Tarleton by three. Everyone loses at Tarleton. And then their other losses are to like the top teams. And I think they're a constant team. I do not. I think Stephen F. Austin's ceiling is higher. I think Stephen F. Austin has the, the, the peak to play at a higher level overall. And I think they're going to do it. I, I really just see that happening. I like Stephen F. Austin to, to win this game and go to the semis, but okay. semifinals. This is a, this is going to be fun. Sam Houston and GCU. We're, we're picking GCU to beat Seattle here and pull the upset. So we got one seeded Sam Houston against the five seed Grand Canyon. Connor, what does GCU have to do to win this game? GCU is going to have to rebound really well. And I'm, I mean, particularly on the defensive end of the court, you cannot be given up offensive rebounds against the Sam Houston state team. They are likely going to beat you to loose balls. They're likely going to force you to, you know, get your own offensive rebounds to even have an opportunity to score. And if you want to, keep that team in check. You cannot give up second chance points. I think that's probably going to be the biggest thing. However, you have to kind of sell out on not letting them get anything in transition. If the Lopes start giving up a lot of buckets in transition also, that could bode really poorly. And then just match their intensity. I felt like the Lopes did that really well in that first in, in that game in Sam Houston. What I fear is we're going to rely on Ray so much to the point where it's like, oh, we'll just guard this one guy and then the other four guys we don't even have to worry about. It's going to be a matter of how well can we uh, spread the wealth, how well can we get to the free throw line, and how well can we knock down our free throws. That's what it's going to come down to for scoring is if we can shoot the the from the charity stripe really well, I think we have a chance at this, but if we're even in the seventies or sixties, we're going to have a hard time. I think I you have to be, agree. I think you have to be in the eighties or higher from the free throw line to even have a chance at this. I'm completely with you. Like we said about Sam Houston, they're oh, very sorry. Scrappy. Really quickly. Stay out of foul trouble. You cannot yeah. get into foul yes. trouble against this team. This team is very scrappy. They're very physical. What that means is I think we need to drive a lot. We need to get downhill. 
We need to not be reliant on just shooting jump shots and threes. Mm-hmm. And we need to get to the line. And then at the line, we need to convert. Uh, I think in order for the Lopes to win this game, we need to shoot on the upside of 20 free throws and shoot yeah. at least 80% from the line yeah. to win. And But that's, but that's what, I, what I'll say. That's what I think happens. And obviously, right, GCU has already beaten Sam Houston on the road. So to say it's like, oh, they're not going to do it. It's like, well, they've already won on the road. They certainly could do it. But I, I think it's very evident that Sam Houston is a very, very good team. I think they're better than GCU. I think they're going to the finals. Let's make this a little more fun. What would you set the line at for this game? I would say Sam Houston is four-point favorites. Wow. Do you think it should be more? I would say Sam Houston would probably be six-point favorites. Oh, okay. I would say 5.5 at the very least, but six-point favorites is probably where I would put them at. Do I think that GCU would cover that? I think so. I think our our defensive capability and then just the fact that we'll probably end up at the free throw line. I I mean, like regardless of whether or not we make free throws, I think we're going to be at the line frequently. I think the big thing is just going to be making free throws. But if we make free throws and, and keep this thing close down the stretch, I could see us totally covering the six, but I'm not confident in winning it at all. I'm a lot more confident going into this game, if this game should happen, of course, than I was last week heading into Southern Utah. Let's just say that. Yeah, I agree. I think, and this is like going back to what we talked about before, and and if you follow my Twitter, what I've said, this is the dream draw for GCU. When you look at what's on the table, we have, uh, obviously, right, you don't want to have to, you want a first round bye. Given that we didn't get a first round bye, we're playing the weakest WAC team, we're playing UT Arlington. We get a day off. Then of all the top four teams, the team we want to play is Seattle. We've been pretty vocal about that all year. If you have to play a top four team, you want it to be Seattle. I'm fine with that. And then looking at the top two, if you have the choice between Sam Houston and Utah Valley, they're both very good teams. They're both teams I think are better than GCU, but I would rather play the team that we've already beaten just by virtue of we have that experience. So I think this presents And it was on the road. And it was on the road, right? If this presents itself as a really good draw, but I really just don't see us beating Sam Houston. Now, we certainly can, right? Mm-hmm. Sam Houston can lose to Cal Baptist. This conference is crazy. I think, and I actually, part of me thinks, like, we are wrong for picking this many chalk picks, right? Like, I think that it will not go this way. Sure. Right? Like, if it's Stephen F. Austin and Cal Baptist in the final, I, like, wouldn't even be surprised just with how nutso this conference has been. Mm-hmm. But, But I do think... Sam Houston and Utah Valley are a step above the rest of the conference and they are kind of destined to meet in the championship. Mm-hmm. But I also wouldn't be surprised if one or both of them lost prior to that. Sure. But we got Sam Houston going to the final on the bottom half. You picked Utah Valley to play Southern Utah. I picked Utah Valley to play Stephen F. Austin. What do you think happens there? Do you like Utah Valley against Southern Utah? I do like Utah Valley against Southern Utah. They played a game in Southern Utah, correct? And Southern Utah won that game, correct? Um, I know that they they played at Utah Valley, and Utah Valley won that one by seven. And then at Utah or Southern Utah, you Southern Utah won that one by twelve. Yeah, I think if they play, I can see, I can really only see Utah Valley winning that game. Now, if it's Stephen F. Austin. 
that's where I think Stephen F. Austin is scrappy enough to get this Utah Valley team on its heels. But I just think Utah Valley has more size than Stephen F. Austin. And I just, I, I have a lot of faith in Utah Valley winning, winning whoever they play against. Southern Utah is 0 and 5 against quad A teams. Okay. And 1 and 1 and 1 against quad B teams. Utah Valley is 2 and 2 against quad A teams and 3 and 2 against quad B teams. This is a very good team. And and, and Sam Houston is the same way. Um I really I think of all the teams I am most confident in Utah Valley. I think that they will I think they will win against whoever they play here and they'll go to the final. Yeah, I'm with you there. So now this is the moment we've been waiting for, right? The the Sam Houston Utah Valley game. I want you to keep this in mind. Yeah. This game will be at 8.30 p.m. the night before Selection Sunday on ESPN2. National television. NCAA tournament refs, question mark? <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, I mean, seriously, are we going to have whack refs refing a conference championship game between two teams Those... that are top 80 in the country, two potential I... 12 seeds, national television, the night of the primetime game before Selection Sunday? I got Sam Houston. I think they're built for it. You got to give me some precedence here. Has that ever happened where conference officials don't officiate a conference championship game? Because I, oh, no. I cannot imagine that that would happen. It will be whack refs. I can see where you're coming from. If it's not whack refs, I, I would also take same Houston state, but I, I am certain that it will be whack refs. And if it's whack refs, I'm taking Utah Valley. See, I hate, listen, and it's funny. I'm, I'm laughing so hard right now because uh, Wack Hoops Digest just, just posted something about this about how he's really sick of people complaining about the refs and like not complaining about the refs, but like complaining about like you bozos. Like everyone just complains when their team loses, like, oh, it's the refs, oh, it's whatever. I do hate to be in this situation, but we are here, which is genuinely, I think that the cult, like what kind of referees we have plays a significant impact on what this game will be. Absolutely. And I've I've said this, it's so funny. I've said this for three months now. And the fact that it actually might come to this in the championship is so crazy. Sam Houston plays power five basketball. They do not play whack basketball. No, they play with power five physicality. They play with power five speed and toughness. And in the whack, if you play with power five intensity and strength and aggressiveness, you're going to commit 30 fouls a game or 47 or 47. Like they did against Nevada. Yeah. And, and what we saw is, when Sam Houston, when Sam Houston got to play in Oklahoma and play Utah, right, play Power Five teams, and they got Power Five refs or refs, you know, uh, their physical style of play was dominant, right? They were able to bully Oklahoma and Utah, and and you know this is no insult against Utah Valley. Utah Valley has some good wins. They beat Oregon. They beat BYU. Right? They're a good team, but I think that the the refs do play an impact here in. If it's traditional whack refs, Sam Houston will not be able to get away with the bully ball that they want to play. Yeah, yeah. And I 100%. think that could end up impacting the game. Sam Houston is the better team. I think they're the more exciting team. 
but I just think both teams are so good. I, I really don't know. And I do genuinely, I believe whoever wins this game will be a 12 seed. Yeah. Um, I, dude, I'm sorry. I got Utah Valley. I got them. All right. I, yeah, I just I like it. They're bigger. Then, then we can be we can be split here. I'll take Sam Houston. Zach, I, you're right. I think Sam Houston is the tougher team. I think they play a style of basketball that would have them more likely to get an upset in the NCAA tournament. I just don't. I think that Utah Valley wins this game. Yeah, it would be due. Has Utah Valley ever made the tournament? Are they part of the never made the tournament club? Dude, I don't know that they have. Yeah, the never made the tournament club. They are part of the Utah never Valley. made the tournament. Wow. Um. By the way, do you follow that page? The never made the tournament club on Twitter. I do. They're very exciting. Um. <laughs> do you know that outside of 2020, where there was an NCAA tournament? But there has been a new team in the tournament every year for like yeah. seriously the last like 50 years. Yeah. Um, Today, Kennesaw State beat Liberty. So we Kennesaw will have states in. Yep. We will have a never made the tournament club team. But it would be really wouldn't it be really funny if it was Sam Houston and Utah Valley in the final at 830 p.m. the night before Selection Sunday with and, and no one else had made it. And they were like <laughs> the old like the hope of keeping the streak alive. I think that would have been really cool to add the pressure. But Kennesaw got it done. Yeah. Um, so they're dancing for the first time. Congrats to them. But man, well, that man, that almost makes me want to root for Utah Valley. Yeah, both of these teams are just so good. They are. They're incredible. I, I really just, like I, both of these teams. I just, I like Utah Valley's ability to score better than I like Sam Houston's ability to score. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. They just got guys. Like, they're just so good. We'll just have to see, man. I'm really excited. Utah Valley won that matchup pretty handily, right? When they played in the regular season. Was it? Uh, it was 16. Yeah, it was 16. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Utah Valley won by 16 at home. <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah, that no, was the I, first of three losses in five games for Sam Houston, where we said, are they dead? I just think Utah Valley's primed for this one. They're going to be the WAC representative in the tournament, and I could totally see them upsetting a team. That would be really cool. I can see that as well. And I think that, like we said, Utah Valley already has the auto bid to the NIT, but I do mm-hmm. think Sam Houston will get into the NIT. They're yeah. currently number 69 in Ken Palm, 59 in net. I would love to see them be an NIT team. Yeah. Um, yeah, really. I think we're going to have a lot of whack teams in the postseason. Um, I think, like, seriously, as far as, like, CBI, CIT, obviously one of Utah Valley, Sam Houston, will probably go dancing, and the other one will go to the NIT. But I think Southern Utah, Stephen F. Austin, Seattle, GCU will all go to either the CBI or the CIT. Do you remember when GCU hosted Mercer? Unfortunately. They shot like 93 point shots. Yeah, I didn't go to that game, but I remember being painful. I remember when we played West Virginia. Remember when we played West Virginia and like the CBI, and all of us said, Why on earth did West Virginia accept a bid to the CBI? (laughs) (laughs) Embarrassing. I was so mad. I was like, we're pretty good. We're going to run it down in this tournament. And we drew a, we drew West Virginia. I was like, (laughs) why is West Virginia six win power conference team playing in this tournament? (laughs) That was so lame. Yep. All right. You got anything else? Wackatology wise? No, man. I'm, I'm just really excited for the the games. Really excited for the tournament. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I could see a lot of these games coming down to the wire. Me too. I, and I hope, I know our, our picks were, were not super interesting. Interesting. I would like to see some upsets. Um, and I think unless, we will. Unless it's my team playing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do want to see some upsets except not the 12-5, which is the upset that happens. Uh, I don't want to see the 12-5. Everything else is fine. Um, everyone else can lose. I don't care. 
Um, but yeah, no, uh, I'm really excited. It'll be a really good week of basketball. Yes, sir. All right. Last thing you'll be hearing from us at the conclusion of the WAC tournament. Maybe we'll throw a surprise game in there if we end up beating Sam Houston State and head to the championship game. Who knows? We'll see. Anyways, until then, lopes up. Big bucket by McMillan for three. Dishes out the block for three. Go! Harrison. Up high. Put back by the corner. Push back up. Harrison quickly to the block and blocks baseline. Barrel. No doubt about it. Oh, Barry, you bounced out of your seat on that. I never